Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Ask a Catholic Dude. My name is Nick. Thanks for tuning in today. I am that Catholic dude on Ask a Catholic Dude, and you can feel free to call in with any of your questions, comments, concerns, what have you, on the Catholic Church. Um, so let's get right on into it today. It is actually a very important feast day for Catholics the world over, especially here in these United States of America. Today is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and I want to take a little time today to just talk about what this feast is and, and why it's so important. You know, there's only a few holy days of obligation throughout the year, and for those that don't know what that is, it is basically Sunday today. It is such an important day today that um, Catholics follow the same prescriptions as we do for uh, any ordinary Sunday. Well, we shouldn't call Sunday ordinary. Sunday is a little Easter, so it's extraordinary. But you get what I'm saying. Um, it's, you know, we, we, we try to rest. We try to spend that time worshiping. Um, maybe even don't go into work that day if it's feasible. Um, the, the point is that today is a very important important day and there's only a few days like this throughout the year. Now there's a lot of confusion out there, even among Catholics, about what exactly the Immaculate Conception is and what it's celebrating. Um, a lot of people think that this refers to Jesus's conception. Um, because, you know, Jesus is perfect, so, you know, of course we call him immaculate, right? Well, here's the thing about that. Uh, Jesus' conception is celebrated on March 25th, which is the Annunciation. And remember, this recounts the uh, biblical event of when the Archangel Gabriel visited Mary and, you know, asked her if she would be the mother of God. And of course, Mary said yes. And nine months later, we get Jesus and we celebrate Christmas on December 25th. So yeah, that's not it. <laughs> um, what a lot of people get mixed up with is that this is the day that we celebrate the conception of Mary, the mother of God, the Theotokos. So it's actually the uh, conception in the womb of St. Anne, uh, Mary's mother. So there's all there's often like you know there's a really uh, I think for this this feast day in the Eastern churches is called the Maternity of Saint Anne. Uh, so it kind of focuses on the, the conception part and more so the the holiness of Mary is considered a little bit more in the Eastern Catholic churches and Eastern Orthodox churches more on the presentation of Our Lady on November 21st. Um, but to, so today in in all the Catholic churches, um, specifically the Western Western churches, Latin churches, this day we celebrate that special grace that Mary, the Mother of God, was given, that she did not have to suffer the stain of any sin, and was and was born without original sin. Now, this sometimes leads people to. You know, say like, oh, how, how is that even possible? How can you say that, that, you know, a human was sinless? You know, Jesus came to die for everybody. You're saying that, you know, he didn't die for her. In a special way, Jesus was able to apply, pre-apply his sacrifice to his own mother, to his own mother, so that she 
she did not have to be born with that stain of original sin. She still, like all of us, you know, she still could uh, suffer from temptations from concupiscence, but of course, she never succumbed to it at all in her entire life, which is really something awesome to reflect on that a human, just, just not, not, not God became man, but a human with with no divine attributes remember she's mary is not divine catholics don't worship mary in the slightest we we venerate her and she serves as an example for humans to look up to look up to to be like hey this woman just just some peasant girl and she was able to lead a life like this constantly saying yes to god at every point that gives us a little bit of hope in my opinion So let's take a look, you know, to, to to get rid of all, you know, confusion. Let's look at what the church definitively says about Mary under this title of the Immaculate Conception. So this comes from um, uh, Blessed Pope Pius IX's uh, infallible declaration um, of Mary being immaculately conceived um, in 1854. So this is what Blessed Pius IX says. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, for the honor of the holy and undivided Trinity, for the glory and adornment of the Virgin Mother of God, for the exaltation of the Catholic faith, and for the furtherance of the Catholic religion by the authority of Jesus Christ our Lord, the blessed apostles Peter and Paul, and by our own, we declare, pronounce, and define that the doctrine which holds that the most blessed Virgin Mary, in the first instance of her conception, by a singular grace and privilege granted by Almighty God, in view of the merits of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the human race, was preserved free from all stain of original sin. This is a doctrine revealed by God and therefore to be believed firmly and constantly by all the faithful. So we see here that there's a clear language, you know, saying that this is all in light of Jesus' saving actions that he merited for us on the cross. So what he merited for me and you he also merited for Mary. He just did it beforehand, just like how, <clears throat> excuse me, just like before how beforehand we see the sacrifice at Calvary carried out one day before. Because remember, the first Mass took place on Holy Thursday at the Last Supper, where Jesus instituted the Holy Eucharist. Of course, the Eucharist is the representation of the sacrifice of the Mass is the representation of the same sacrifice on Calvary. Jesus did it before he was sacrificed on Calvary. So in the same way, Jesus was able to apply the merits of his death to Mary before she was born in the womb. So what I see happening often is that people think, and by people I mean other, other non-Catholic Christians, think that the Catholic Church just made this up in 1854, that uh, Blessed Pope Pius IX just kind of pulled this uh, dogma of the faith out of his hat and it came out of nowhere. Uh, no, that's wrong. The same goes for um, all the Marian dogma, dogmas. Uh, same goes for uh, you know the canon of scripture. You know how some Protestants like to say that you know the church didn't define the canon of scripture until the Council of Trent, which happened after the Protestant Reformation. It's all 
to put it plainly, bullcrap. Um, you only have to look back in history to see that this doctrine has always been taught everywhere. Just remember, the do a dogma is a solemn definition of a doctrine. And the magisterium of the church can teach either in the extraordinary, ma extraordinary magisterium, as we saw Blessed Pius IX do with his, uh, his infallible declaration, or through the ordinary magisterium, which is where the bishops united with the Pope in Rome teach something in virtue of the authority given to the Church by Christ, teach something regarding faith and morals. And, I mean, you can look way far back into history. I mean, you can look at St. Augustine, uh, St. Um, uh, John Chrysostom, St. John Damascene. So many saints uh, talking about these, these graces that were given to Our Lady. And, well, I mean, one of them I'll just, uh, uh, I'll pick out real quick was St. Saint, uh, Saint Ephraim the Syrian. He's a doctor of the church, and he lived in the, uh, in the 4th century. He was born before the Council of Nicaea. He says this about uh, Mary's holiness. Thou and thy mother are the only ones who are totally beautiful in every respect. For in thee, O Lord, there is no spot, and in thy mother no stain. That's what immaculate means, that there is just no stain of sin on her. Outside of Jesus Christ, who is true God and true man, Mary is a perfect example for us all to live up to, because she said yes. She said yes to God. And remember what she said at that wedding feast in Cana, do whatever he tells you. And that's the last thing she says, those are her last words in the Gospels. But here's what I'd really like to get into now here, um, and I have Theosis to thank for kind of sparking this. Uh, if you guys haven't checked him out, go ahead and search for Theosis. Uh, you'll hear some great things from this guy about the ancient traditions of the church, and he he knows how to chant. So give him a give him a check out, please. Now uh, here here's here's the question that. I would like to pose and it's this why should young people today and I'm talking about those in the Western world you know those here in the US Canada what have you why should young people those who um, maybe Millennials or maybe even generation Z care about the Immaculate Conception why why is Mary under the title of the Immaculate Conception such a big deal for us I think what a lot of people don't realize also is that Our Lady under this title has really protected America for a long time and, and, and because of that she has been recognized as our patron. Um, go to Washington DC and you'll see the Basilica there. It's called the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception. She is our country's patroness under this title and it, it's really cool this like if you go farther back into history and stuff you know that that guy christopher christopher columbus <laughs> he had you know those three ships and everybody learned of the santa Mar the, the nina the penta and the santa maria well santa maria is a shortened name uh the 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 full 
title of that ship is actually the Santa Maria de la Immaculada Concepcion. So, Holy Mary of the Immaculate Conception. It's just a cool little tidbit from history. But, you know, I alluded to this, you know, just, just, just a couple minutes ago. But Mary serves as that, that, uh, that example for us. And she also serves as a, a intermediary between us and her son. That's, that's not to say, of, of course, Christ is the one mediator for us. Of course he is. But that does not presuppose that we cannot ask our friends, our family, pray for us to lift up their petitions to God and we have to face the reality that if we make up the body of Christ here on earth and we don't die remember God is the God of the living we don't die but we come into everlasting life in heaven we are still united to those people in heaven that's what the church is always taught and unfortunately it gets lost somewhere um for non-catholic christians the the whole idea of what the mystical body of christ is what the bride of christ is you have the church triumphant in heaven the church suffering in purgatory and the church militant here on earth we're still united to those people in the church triumphant so that means all the glorious saints and apostles and missionaries martyrs uh doctors everybody we're still united to them and that means we're still united to Mary, the mother of God, the Theotokos. And just as King David's, you know, just as the queen mother in, in Israel held a very, very special position, um, she could soften her son's heart. You know, if we, if we were, you know, if anybody approached David's mother, she would be able to soften the heart of David. And it's the same thing with Our Lady. And I think that we need that advocate today us young people here in America we really need that advocate because so often it seems like we have nobody in our court we have nobody who who will back us up but we have a mother in heaven and there's so many people here that you know on, on earth today that just come from broken families you know like a lot of people are fatherless but you know a number of people are motherless and Mary serves as that mother we have a commonality with Christ. I mean, obviously we're both human, but we both share the same mother and she'll always intercede for us. And I think that's what millennials and other young people really need to grasp. We can reach Jesus through Mary. So to close things out, we should you know, definitely take today and even tomorrow too, to uh, just concentrate more on more on this to reflect on how our lady can lead us to a, a more deep a more real relationship with Jesus and that's why I just feel so I feel so sorry for our our, our Protestant brethren that they can't confide in our lady they can't confide in any of the saints really because that whole that whole understanding of the body of Christ is just lost on them it's 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 gotten lost and muddled 
um of course we confess with them that the only way to salvation is through jesus but we can reach a deeper connection with jesus through people that he loves through people that made a difference uh in his life and by that i'm really solely talking about mary the you know the mother who raised him so if we get to know her more we'll get to know jesus even more too and so we can reflect on how a woman just some peasant woman from the middle east was able to stay immaculate was able to stay without sin and it was because she did our lord's will do whatever he tells you if we do that too and we follow that example we can also purge sin from our lives we can do the same thing and that's what young people really need to focus on today people my generation need to focus more on being virtuous everything points away from virtue today it seems but this feast day makes us realize that virtue is something we need to attain it's something we need to focus on and what better example outside of god himself what better example than our blessed mother mary so i'll leave you guys with that um there's lots of great material out there you know look up the catholic answers for more than make a conception and i really recommend getting the book by tim staples entitled behold your mother great treasure trove of of information there a lot of biblical sources a lot of stuff from the church fathers and it's just uh, just an excellent excellent read um that will help you foster a deeper relationship with our lord through his mother so definitely check that out but until next time guys i'm gonna leave it at that feel free to call comment at any time and uh we'll talk again soon i am that catholic dude and uh you are listening to ask a catholic dude here on anchor fm until next time